0: Hello there, welcome to Biblical Chili. Why don't you follow me and I'll help you find a place to take that load off. The Chili Crew is just about to start. If you've been here before, well, welcome back. But if this is your first time, let me fill you in on how things work around here. You see, we speak openly about the Bible and our daily walk with Christ. And it's our continuing prayer that everyone that walks through those doors grows a little closer to Jesus every day. And just let me say, you came at a great time, too. We're taking a weekly walk through the Bible, one story at a time, from Genesis to Revelation. And after this is all over, if you like what you heard, on the way out, there's a button called subscribe. It's red and it's got a little bell next to it. Oh, and tell your friends. Oh, 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 here we go. Here's a nice seat right up front for you. Now you sit down and get comfortable. I'd like to sit here and talk to you and get to know you better, but that was the dole. I got to go. Those youngsters better get the lead out. This crowd's ready to go. I'll be right over there. Didn't realize the restaurant
1: would be this busy today.
0: I'm coming, I'm coming. Welcome to the
1: Order up. Me, Tom, we have Scott, we have Anna, we have Caleb, we have Justin and Susanna. We're leave, we left off at chapter 43, and this is where Joseph sent his brothers back with food and money. And now they're back, and what happens next starts off in chapter 43.
2: Dun-dun-dun!
1: Now the famine was still severe in the land. So when they had eaten all the grain they had brought from Egypt, their father said to them, Go back and buy us a little more food. But Judah said to him, The man warned us solemnly. You will not see my face again unless your brother is with you. If you send our brother along with us, we will go down and buy food for you. But if you won't send him, we're not going to go down there because the man said to us, You will not see my face again unless your brother is with you.
2: Okay, so side note, which brother are we talking about? We want to give context here.
1: Uh, Benny, little, little Benjamin. Benjamin. Israel asked, hey, keynote Israel, so he's acting like the head of the household again. Here we go. Israel asked, why did you bring this trouble on me by telling the man that you had another brother? They replied, the man questioned us closely about ourselves and our family. Is your father still living? He asked us. Do you have another brother? We simply answered his questions. How were we to know he would say, bring your brother down here? Then Judas said to his to Israel his father send the boy along with me and we'll go at once so that we and you and our children may live and not die I myself will guarantee his safety you can hold me personally responsible for him if I do not bring him back to you and set him here before you I will bear the blame before you for all of my life as it is if we had not delayed we could have gone and returned twice He's basically saying, hey, Dad, we, we tried to tell you this before, that we could have went back and got more, but now we're, we're running on empty again. But no, you decided Benjamin is too popular. He's too precious. He's not going to go.
2: I find this funny, though, because last time, the last chapter, it was Reuben that spoke up, and Reuben was the one that said, listen, you can kill my two sons if we don't bring him back alive. And then now this time it's Judah. But, I mean, he doesn't give that offer of, of killing his sons, and we obviously know why, because of everything that happened right. back at Tamar and, and all that. But I just I find it interesting that it's like shifting, like Reuben is, is kind of out of this picture at this moment. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I think it's awesome to see these, like, you see Judah, he's stepping up as the head of the family here. You know, he's talking, um, saying, we will arise and go that we may live and not die, you know, we as well as you and our little ones. Whereas in the chapter before, Jacob was like, all these things are against me. You know, I you know, he was it was me, myself and I, you know, he was being very much driven out of fear. And then here we see Jacob stepping up.
2: Right. And I think Tom brings up a good point, because Jacob, I mean, and what did we say the last episode? Wasn't it something like Jacob and Israel are interchangeable? But it always, it seems to always depend on what role he seems to be playing at the time.
3: Right. Yeah, he's either still the fear-driven yeah. deceiver or he's the overcomer. But right, it seems right. like he's the fear-driven deceiver a lot more. <laughs> right.
2: I know, but I, I mean, this time it's for some reason it mentions Israel, though. Earlier, Tom just said, and Israel said. Right. Right. Okay, Go. go ahead.
1: Well, maybe it's because they're 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 fed now, you know, because you're not really yourself when you're hungry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, but it's, it does say that the famine was severe in the land and it came to pass that they were hungry again. Like,
1: yep. true. All right, verse 11. Then their father Israel said to them, if it must be, then do this. Put some of the best products of the land in your bags and take them down to the man as a gift. A little balm and a little honey. Some spices and myrrh, some pistachio nuts and almonds.
2: When you look at those things, and he's like, "Take the best of the land," you realize he's not like all those things he mentioned are. Can I call them non-perishables? Yes. Like they don't like honey. Doesn't just like
4: mold. No, it actually has the like extended self yeah. life. That's and, ridiculous. Like, pistachio.
2: And wouldn't pistachios too, Sully?
4: Yeah, if you uh, hide, dehydrate them, yeah. they actually have a really, really, really long shelf life. Hmm. But what I was thinking about is just a granola bar, because if you add them all together, <laughs> I'm just saying.
2: <laughs> send send him a granola bar,
1: the finest granola bar,
2: <laughs> the finest granola bar in the land.
1: <laughs> well, I guess it'd have to to be non-perishable to make that trip. The fact that they were non-perishable probably made them worth a lot more uh, money then as well because if it can last forever, then it would always be there.
2: Right, and I guess especially the situation, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Alright, verse 12 here. Take double the amount of silver with you, for you must return the silver that was put back into your sacks. Perhaps it was a mistake. Take your brother And go back to the man at once, and may God Almighty grant you mercy before the man so that he will let your own brother, your other brother, and Benjamin come back with you. As for me, if I am bereaved, I am bereaved. If you look back at uh, chapter 42, Jacob was in full, like, Jacob mode. You have deprived me of my children. Joseph is no more, and Simeon is no more. And now you want to take Benjamin. Everything is against me. You know, now he's like, if I'm bereaved, I'm bereaved. Take it and go. So he's having a really good mental health day.
3: Well, it's it's interesting that that's his last resort, though. It's like, if all else fails, we'll trust in God, you know, and his will be done. So he's definitely kind of backwards.
2: Wow. Well, right. I mean, well, I mean, he might he might be to that point though, where he's just like, I got nothing else to lose. Like he's at the bottom of the barrel, you know. But I I see what you're saying though. He should have been trusting to God the whole time, right? Instead of having this hard time. So I I guess. And Tom, you brought up a great point here. Simeon is still in prison, isn't he? He was left behind in the last chapter.
1: Yeah. Yep. And it doesn't say how much time passed. So hopefully they like all ate quickly and.
4: What did it say? It said, uh, by this time, we could have been back and forth twice. Yeah,
1: but it didn't say how far away it was.
4: It was a couple camel rides, okay? Come on, people.
2: That's <laughs> all it was. All
1: right, verse,
2: uh, fi- uh, verse 15. Okay, Tim, you can reread that. I'm looking that up, though. The okay. distance? Okay. Yeah, I, no, I'm looking at the the time. Go ahead, go ahead.
1: Verse 15. So the men took the gifts and doubled the amount of silver, and Benjamin also. They hurried, they, they hurried down to Egypt and presented themselves to Joseph. When Joseph saw Benjamin with them, he said to the steward of the house, Take these men to the house, slaughter an animal, and prepare a meal. They are to eat with me at noon. Okay, I have to stop right here because he wasn't specific. I hope he trusted his servant. He, you know, he's like, well, who am I going to entrust this job with? I can't let Skippy do it. He killed the dog the last time, and I will not have that meal again. (laughs) Just go kill an animal, and we'll eat at noon. The man did as Joseph told him and took the men to Joseph's house. Now the men were frightened when they were taken to his house. They thought we were brought here because of the silver that was put back into our sacks the first time. He wants to attack us and overpower us and seize us as slaves and take our donkeys. So they went up to Joseph's steward and spoke to him at the entrance of the house. We beg your pardon, our Lord. We come down here the first time to buy food. But at the place where we stopped for the night, we opened our sacks and each of us found his silver, the exact weight in the mouth of the sack. So we have brought it back with us. We have also brought additional silver with us to buy food. We don't know who put our silver in our sacks.
2: Okay, so we talked about how Simeon was in jail, right? He's still in prison, right? Mm-hmm. It was at least a good 2 years. What? Oof. He was there for a while, which means that the the amount of grain or it could have been 2 years, I should say, cuz it says it says here, so Joseph Okay, so Joseph's family moves to Egypt in 1661, the 7-year drought where the brothers come is 1663. So it's well over a year. It might not be exactly two years. You know, it could be like a year and a quarter between those two times and still come to those two dates. So at least he's at least in there for a good year, which means think about how much food the first time that Joseph would have had to have given him.
4: True. How many brothers actually returned and how many left?
2: How many returned? Yeah. Mm -hmm.
4: How many left to go get grain? How many came back? So
1: 10 would have left, 9 came back. Okay,
4: so we're looking at 10 sacks of grain.
2: Well, no, it just says, in Scripture, it just says that he loaded them up with food.
4: Yeah, but I'm just guesstimating. Because then you're looking at, like, 55-pound sacks, because it's about normal that they would actually bring it in. Silver would be equal to that. So you're looking at, what, 10? uh, 10 times... 55 so 555 pounds of grain so that that's a decent amount of they, grain they
2: might have yeah i don't know i'm just saying like this so simeon i'm just saying simeon simeon was not in jail for like you know a week yeah or like a couple months here this, this was this was a fair amount of time i don't know the exact date but it seems like he was in there for a fair amount of time
4: okay at least he was fed okay right. it was a famine <laughs> but they at least had food he was fed he had four walls and a roof okay
1: All right, verse 23, he said, No, it's all right. Don't be afraid. Your God, the God of your father, has given you treasure in your sacks. I received your silver. Then he brought Simeon out to them. The steward took the men into Joseph's house, gave them water to wash their feet, and provided fodder for their donkeys. They prepared their gifts for Joseph's arrival at noon, because they had heard that they were going to eat there.
2: Thanks for the pistachios. They're my favorite.
1: <laughs> right. When Joseph came home, they presented to him the gifts they had brought into the house, and they bowed down before him on the ground. He asked them how they were, and then he said, "How is your aged father you told me about? Is he still living?"
4: But the greatest thing is the fact that he's probably still talking through the interpreter at this point in time. Oh,
1: that's right.
4: So he actually has to speak into this other guy just to speak it to them, even though he could hear them and be like, yep.
2: Mhm. I forgot about that. Yeah.
4: So he has to look at them, know what they're saying, and then talk to the interpreter again, just to actually hear what the interpreter says to him. That's actually a good way to figure out if your interpreter is telling the truth, by the way.
2: Wow. That's a good point. Wow. So he's still, he's still, cause we talked about this the last episode. Do you guys remember how I asked the question? Well, he, wasn't he lying? And we kind of had a discussion or a roundabout discussion about this because he was, uh, I guess we kind of settled on, well, he was trying to find out his brother's heart.
1: Right. Remember? Like yep. it
2: was, was, did they, did they actually change? And did they, did they still have this ill will toward Benjamin even? Cause Benjamin was his, his brother joseph is still fully holding on to the ruse the 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 deception
3: well, i think that this uh just really reveals joseph's heart because you know they presented all their gifts to him and instead of saying anything even about the pistachios right or the honey <laughs> granola bars he's like how you know he wants to know how his father is doing like yeah. that's what he cares about
2: he, his first question is about his family. Mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah,
3: and it really contrasts, you know, against his family being so fearful and thinking the worst and, you know, thinking, oh, we need to give, you know, we need to overcompensate by giving all this money and giving all this stuff, you know. And then here you have Joseph like, oh, I just care about my family. Like, I love you guys so much.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, verse 28 here. They replied, your servant, our father, is still alive and well. And they bowed down, prostrating themselves before him. As he looked down about and saw his brother Benjamin, his own mother's son, he asked, Is this your youngest brother, the one he told me about? And he said, God be gracious to you, my son. Deeply moved at the sight of his brother, Joseph hurried out and looked for a place to weep. He went into his private room, and he wept there. After he had washed his face, he came out, and controlling himself, said, Serve the food.
2: <laughs> okay, so hold on, hold on, hold on. So, let's 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 do a little math here. So, Jacob is looking at his younger brother, obviously. Mm-hmm. Joseph? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yes, so Joseph. So, Joseph is looking at his younger brother. Joseph was taken to Egypt in 1683 and Benjamin was born in 1685. Which means that Benjamin would have only been, when Joseph was taken captive, uh, he would have only been, what, two, three years old? Two or three? So he has not seen his younger brother for, I mean, I, we, we don't know, I don't know, I, I guess we didn't calculate how long he had been gone, but obviously many years, so he's his younger brother's obviously old enough to take care of himself now, but... It just seems like so Jacob's family moves in a 16 1600s 16, 1685. Okay, so it's Ben. Oh yeah, so he's his bro- younger brother's a teenager.
1: Yeah, he's probably as old as when Joseph left.
2: Exactly. Yep.
3: I guess that explains why he has to say like is this your youngest brother? <laughs> Cuz he wouldn't recognize him. Cause he was a baby. Right, that's,
2: that's a good point.
1: I like how he he, he uh, was so emotional because it's his kid brother from his mom. It's not like his other brothers who, you know, had different moms by the same dad. Closest blood relative sharing the same mom, and it was his kid brother.
2: He probably saw his mom's face in his brother or something, and probably it probably broke him right there. Yep.
1: Yeah, Controlling himself, he said, serve the food. So he was a little bit frazzled, you know, if you will. All right, so verse 32 says, They served him by himself the brothers by themselves and the Egyptians who ate with him by themselves because Egyptians could not eat with Hebrews for that is detestable to Egyptians.
3: I mean this might be kind of a stretch but I think that this is interesting too where the theme of Egypt throughout scripture is place of slavery it's it's you know you're either enslaved to yourself or enslaved to sin, you know, then you're in Egypt, right? And then you need Jesus to free you from Egypt and you cross the river. And the, the meaning, the Hebrew meaning of the word Hebrews is one who has crossed over, crossed over from death into life. You've crossed over, like they had to cross over the, the, the red sea or whatever, you know? So like they've, they've crossed over. So once you've crossed over from death to life, the, the people who are still in slavery, are still in Egypt they don't like you anymore <laughs> you know they're like I don't like those people you know they're they're awful like so I, I feel like even just in that one sentence it's like this big kind of spiritual theme
2: like like this spiritual separation type of thing yeah yeah, yeah. maybe that's maybe that's foreshadow of what's to come with Moses yeah uh... <laughs> just wait for it guys we're almost done with Genesis yeah <laughs>
1: All right, verse 33. The men had been seated before in the order of their ages from the firstborn to the youngest. And when they looked at each other in, and they looked at each other in astonishment, when portions were served to them from Joseph's table, Benjamin's portion was five times as much as anyone else's. So they feasted and drank freely with him.
2: Do you think it went through their mind that because doesn't it say that they're um, so they set him a place by himself and they set by themselves in the Egyptian table. Okay, and it goes down and they sat before him the firstborn according to uh, the birthright and the youngest according to the youth did Joseph set their table. And say, you guys, like, have it assigned seating? Or was this just, like, they just happened to sit this way out of, like, I don't, I don't know, respect or something?
4: No, I honestly feel the fact that they actually did seat the table. And I'm just trying to figure it out. Like, how are they not going, hey, there's something up with this? Like, That's what I was asking. Like, yeah, like, I mean, it sounds like they're astonished,
3: you know. Yeah. So it's like, wait, this is weird. How did this guy know?
1: Yeah, they, Verse 33 said, they had been seated before them in order of their ages. And they looked at each other like, whoa, like in astonishment. Okay. Right there, verse 33, they're like looking at each other like how, you know, this is too too weird to be <laughs> coincidental. Know,
4: especially for the fact that if you think about it, most of these guys actually probably had beards and everything else. So how are you really going to tell the age?
1: <laughs> Come on. Like,
4: seriously. Like, I'm not even being <laughs> Like, but if you think about it, you look at uh, the cultures and the time frame, they're going to have beards. So this, well, like, right. the 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 youngest one is going to be the easiest, okay? The 13-year-old's going to have the little stash that, like, peach fuzz and stuff like that. <laughs> like mine. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> but I was just going to leave that alone. <laughs> and then, you know, because, like, you can't tell the age of me and Tom. Like, you can't tell the fact that he's older than me. Like, normally, most people can't. Like, they'll be like, oh, you guys are probably around the same age. It's all good. Let's go.
3: It's whoever has the longest beard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
2: So I don't know it's just it was just really interesting to me like they had to have been suspicious of something like oh no this is your assigned seat Reuben you sit here you know Judah you sit here Levi you sit here
4: okay Anyways. the questions he asked also all right you're going to get like some kind of hint from that Like, how are you not? I still
1: don't think so. I still think that they're afraid. I think that they're so blinded by their own emotions that they can't see straight because right now, A, they don't want to be killed, and B, they don't want Benjamin to be taken. Yeah, they're probably just trying to do their best to get back home in one piece because they don't know what Joseph's uh, able to do. Well,
2: and that's true, Caleb, because Joseph is... Okay, so nobody... And I guarantee this, nobody sits down and has a dinner with vice pharaoh, right. you know, Zafna Panea. Like, nobody does that. And all of a sudden, this whole family's invited. Like, they've got to be—they had to have been suspicious from day one of what's going on. I mean, outside of the fact that he claimed that they were spies, but—
4: Okay, they were locked up. All of them were locked up. But then the one was what we calculated at 10 years. With 10 years? Or was it like... No, two, no, they weren't... Two years? Two years? Yeah, He was prob- locked up for two. two years. Maybe two. Okay, oh. so many of them have actually walked around and seen this guy locked up, and now he's sitting at the table next to the other ones. Like, the other people around them are probably going, there's something up. Like, what's going on, homie? Like, what's up?
3: Well, on top of that, they go into this situation saying, he wants to attack us and overpower us and seize us as slaves and take our donkeys. So, when they're being lined up like that, they're probably like that's even worse you know like you don't know what's going to happen they're being lined up for slave roll claw
2: right roll <laughs> so and i don't i don't get that i find that hilarious they want to take our donkeys like <laughs> <laughs> they want to take my bmx bike
1: and what, what do you think they're looking at like benjamin like how does he rate come on now <laughs> yeah that's probably
2: really <laughs> suspicious is the fact that benjamin got so five, much five, more yeah. than everybody else. He got the like, whole jug favorites. of wine.
4: They got wine. Wine glasses. He yeah. got the bottle. Like, <laughs> what's going on here? Why is he living large?
2: Like, what's this?
1: They all get one <laughs> slice of pizza. He gets a whole pizza. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> and it's now, not- ladies and gentlemen, this is History 101. <laughs> the Egyptians actually invented pizza.
4: Actually, <laughs> it is very close to that. No. Very close. Very I was joking. Yeah, so was
2: I.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't until later that this was like a, a desert area, so it probably wasn't always like hot, and hot, and hot and ready to go.
4: <laughs> so I wonder if they actually had the granola bars at this meal.
2: No, no, they probably
3: had it <laughs> Joseph we'll just threw it all away. He's like, I don't really Nah, want Joseph that. wanted to save those for later. Oh, yeah, we'll save all these for himself. For later.
1: He's probably like, This is his comfort food. It reminds me of home. <laughs>
3: I feel like this this story like points me to this verse in First Corinthians that is First Corinthians 2 9. But just as it is written, things that no eye has seen or ear heard or mind imagined are the things God has prepared for those who love him. So like we see the brothers and Jacob, you know, they're so terrified, they're going into this thing thinking like the worst. And then you see like this amazing thing that God has prepared for them. And you see Joseph just wanting to shower them with a feast. And he's so emotional. He's crying and it's all done out of love. And, um,
2: It, it, it seems and I mean, forgive me, but this is the beginning of Israel. It seems like Israel or Jacob has dropped the ball with his own faith in the God he claims to trust with his own children. Because it, it and, and maybe I'm mistaken on this. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong. It seems like through all of these stories, uh, since Jacob became Jacob or Israel, it seems like the only member of his family that had faith was Leah. Because Leah said, God is my, God is my refuge and da, 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 And all this stuff, like God is the one who's blessed me. God is my, my, you know, my love. And Joseph, all the rest of them, it seems, have problems with it. Like, it seems like they never really get to that, you know, I'm not trying to, like, just just point out some, like, kind of judgment thing. I'm just saying it seems like Joseph's, like, the pinnacle of that family, and he's the one who's actually got a hold of that one thing, and it was holding on to God no matter what.
3: There's a parallel between even the people who aren't trusting, like, they have their own doubts in their head. They're still persevering with God, you know, like. I think that even in the moments that they're afraid, they're still managing to trust God. And I think that's important to note.
2: Susanna, could you lead us out with a word of prayer?
3: Absolutely. Abba Father, thank you so much for this blessing of this time together where we can dissect your word and just learn and grow and ultimately learn more about you and um, your character. And I just pray that anyone listening today can Um, can can learn something and they can have the urge to get in their own Bibles so that they can get to know you better also and learn for themselves what your will is to be done in their life to further grow your kingdom here on earth. And just thank you so much. We love you. In Jesus name. amen.
1: Amen. Amen. Well, everybody, this has been Tom. This has been Sully.
3: This has been Anna.
1: This has been Caleb.
2: This has been Justin.
3: This has been Susanna.
1: Thanks so much for listening, everybody, and we'll talk to you next time.
0: Well, hello, everyone. Now that this is all over, I hope you had a great time. Now, listen, you don't have to go home, but you can not stay here. I'm closing up. You can get a hold of them on something called Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, podcast. Podcast? What are they, fishing for whales? Listen, folks, just look up Biblical Chili anywhere. I'm sure you'll be able to find them out there. And until, Lord willing, we'll see you again. May the Lord bless you. Goodbye. You think they're still listening? I doubt it. There can't be that many people that listened all the way to the end of the track. Most of them probably skip it. But in case you did, congratulations. You're one of the few. We love you.